get right into the word tonight. Hallelujah. We're talking about being led, being led by the Spirit, being led by the Spirit. I hope that you have begun, you know, over the course of this series to begin to identify ways that you can train yourself to hear the voice of God, obey the voice of God, recognize and know the voice of God. Amen. Uh, he's always speaking. It's just a matter of are we always listening? And um, I hope that you've begun to put yourself in a position through, uh, you know, the different tools and resources that we've talked about throughout this series uh, to get yourself in position to hear his voice when he speaks. Amen. Um, I don't know about you, but I've resolved uh, within my life, within my house, that I have to hear his voice if I'm going to do anything great in the kingdom of God. That's the only way. Uh, if I'm going to be led by my senses, if I'm going to be led by what the doctor says, if I'm going to be led by what the bank says, if I'm going to be led by what the, uh, what the school says or what my friends say, what my job says, I'm not going to get anywhere in life. Kingdom citizens, believers of the Most High God, do not get anywhere in life by listening to all the stuff around you. You only get anywhere in life by listening to the stuff in you. So we have to begin to make that change. And so that's what we've been doing. We've gone through this series last week. If you missed last week's message, you want to get a hold of that. We talked about shutting out the voices. Anybody have any voices that need to be shut out in your life? Okay, I'm the only one. All right, well, I'll shut out the voices. And I know I've got voices that need to be shut out on a daily basis. And sometimes I'll shut them out. And sometimes they try to show back up. And I have to get in a routine of just shutting them back out. But all I know is if I'm going to hear the voice of God, I've got to shut out voices that are contrary, that don't agree with his voice. And the only way I'm going to know if they're in agreement with his voice is if I get in his word. Amen. His word identifies what the Holy Spirit's going to say. How do you know what the Holy Spirit's going to say? Because it's in his word. And it says that he's going to reveal, he's going to guide, he's going to lead, He's going to show me the things to come. Amen. He's going to bring his word to remembrance. You know, I've heard people say, you know, the Holy Spirit help remind me where I put my keys. Well, he can do that. But that scripture specifically is referring to bringing to remembrance the word of God. And that's what he's talking about. As we study this word, as we get in this word, as we're reading this word, God's word speaking to us. The Holy Spirit will then begin to bring that stuff to remembrance. You'll find yourself in a situation where you need the word. You may not know chapter and verse, but you'll know that's in the word. The Holy Spirit will bring it to you because the word is how you fight off anything the enemy tries to bring against you. Amen. The more we know the truth, the better we can identify the lies of the enemy. So I want to continue in this tonight. We're going to talk about the art of communication. The art of communication. I want to remind you, if you have a, a, a smartphone or an iPad or whatever, um, you can follow along with our services in an app called YouVersion. It is the most popular Bible app that's available for any kind of smart device. And um, if you just go in there and uh, look up the live button, um, you can find us. You can search us by name or by my name or the zip code or Valdosta or whatever, will eventually pop up. Tonight's message is entitled, 
the art of communication. To connect to our Wi-Fi, let me throw this out there because I know this is an issue. To connect to the Wi-Fi here, if you go into your settings where you connect to the Wi-Fi, you'll see an Anchor Faith Church guest. Guest. And when you select that, it should pop up a browser window, Safari, if you're on an iPhone or iPad, and uh, you know a, a browser win- window, and it should give you an area where you can type in a password. And the password is AFCV. AFCV, Anchor Faith Church Valdosta, all lowercase. You punch that in and you should get access to our Wi-Fi and be able to follow right along. Amen. But I still bring my Bible because I love my Bible. I love God's Word. I love the tangible Word of God. But that is a resource not only for you in our services, but those uh, messages stay out there for about a week. And so you can always go back and refresh yourself, look back over verses, Amen, because we should be meditating on the word, not just hearing the word. The Bible never tells you just to hear it, just to read it. It says be a studier and be a meditator. That means you're looking at it over and over and over, not just once or twice, not just as I'm preaching it. Amen. I want the word of God to be as powerful as it is in your life. I know the word's powerful, and I know as I speak it, it's powerful, but we have to do things. You know, the farmer doesn't just take a seed and put it in the ground, leave, and come back eight, nine months later and look for a crop. What do they do? They're watering it. They're taking care of it. They're making sure it's getting the right sunlight. They're meditating. They're going back to it. And so as the word goes forth as a seed, you've got to make sure and take care of it yourself. Let's get in the word. Second Timothy chapter 3. Second Timothy Chapter three, the art of communication. How many of you, how many of you know that communication is an art? <laughs> Any married couple will tell you communication is an art. There's an art to it. Why? Because it's not just as simple as just talking, because communication one requires two parties. Not much communication going on if one person is talking and the other person isn't listening or not giving any kind of feedback. Communication goes both ways. And God values communication. God loves to communicate. Do you know that? God loves to communicate with us. I mean, from the time he created man, one of the first things he did with man was tell him something. Was talk to him. Was let him know, hey, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I want you to do. Here's the the plan that I have for you. God loves to communicate. In fact, that is why he gave us his word. That's why you have a Bible. You don't have a Bible just so you can learn how to be a good person and do good things and read some stories, whether you think they're true or not. The Bible is there because it is God speaking to you. That's what the Bible is. God's word on paper with ink. Amen. Inspired by God. In fact, this verse here, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 tells us this, all scripture, somebody say all scripture, okay, all of it, not just some of it, not just a few of it, all scripture is given by inspiration of who? God, not Peter, not Paul, not Moses, not David, not all the different writers of the Bible that we know there are today, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. 
It's God speaking to us. It is God's word, and it is profitable. Thank God reading the word is profitable. What does that mean? It profits me. That means after I read it, I should have something left over. That's what profit is. Profit is after I go buy my stuff and sell the stuff, I've got something left over. The word should be profitable. After you read the word, after you give your time and then get something in return, you should have something left over. The word of God is profitable for what? Doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness. Verse 17, that the man of God may be complete, the man or woman of God may be complete. How many of you want to be complete? We want to be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. This is God speaking to us. Why has he given us his word? So it can be profitable to us for doctrine, correction, reproof, instruction in righteousness. Did you know the Bible will identify how to live righteous? Very simple. Man, I just, I just keep messing up. I just want to get this thing right. Go to the word. The word will show you how to get it right next time. And the word doesn't condemn you. The word loves you. The word speaks the truth in love, not in hate. The word speaks it in a way that you know, man, God loves me so much. He wants to show me how to get this right next time. Instruction in righteousness. Doctrine. So we can know what God is saying. Correction. Sometimes we wish we could leave that one out, right? The word of God is profitable for doctrine and reproof and correction and instruction and righteousness but every now and then it's got to correct amen every now it's got to identify this is wrong this is right you're doing wrong let's do right amen the bible is profitable for correction that means when you get corrected you've just profited you've just gained something amen hallelujah so god is speaking and he says that my word is given to you. All of it is inspired by me. It's given to you for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness. And it will help you be complete and thoroughly equipped. Thoroughly equipped. Amen. I need to be thoroughly equipped for life, for every good work. This is why God has given me his word. There is no equipping in life without communicating with God. There's no equipping in life without communicating with God. If you're not going to spend time in communication with God, you will not be equipped. You will not be prepared. You will not be thoroughly equipped, complete. Communication is necessary. Communication is required. God wants to communicate. God values communication. God wants to communicate with you. There is no equipping in life. He wants, to, he wants to communicate with you because he wants to let you know his plans, his purposes, his assignments. And then he wants to help show you, I've got everything you need to accomplish the thing I'm calling you to do. Not only does God give you vision, he gives you provision. He provides for the vision. He gives you what is necessary to accomplish what he's called you to do. Amen. So there is no equipping in life without communicating with God. So right here we could stop and we could say, all right, 
So if I go get a Bible and read it and let God communicate with me through his word, then I'm good. I'm all right. I don't need anything else. I, I don't need a pastor. I don't need a church. Uh, I, I don't need the Holy Spirit. Uh, I just need the Bible, and then I'm thoroughly equipped if we stopped right there. But thank God we don't stop right there, that there's more that God wants to say. So go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. God loves to communicate with his people. And if I just read that verse and stopped right there, we might be asking, well, then why do I have to be led by the Spirit? If the Bible is what is God communicating to me, then why do I need the Holy Spirit? Why do I need to be led? Couldn't I just be led by the Bible? How many of you know the Bible... Not that it leaves anything out, because God didn't forget anything. When he wrote the book of the Bible, he knew what he was doing. But sometimes we wish we could go to the Bible and find out what job we're supposed to take. Sometimes we wish we could go to the Bible and find a chapter and verse for what school we're supposed to go to. Or if we're supposed to go to school. Or how many kids we're supposed to have. Or if we're supposed to have kids. Or which spouse I'm supposed to take. Am I supposed to marry this person, or is this the right one? Sometimes we wish we could go to book, chapter, verse, boom. They, oh, okay, gotcha. And this is where the Holy Spirit comes in. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that's given to you on a daily basis, lives inside of you, as we've seen throughout this series, to lead you and guide you into all truth. So look here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. We're going to read this in the New King James. Amen. And we're going to start with verse 6. And Paul's speaking, and he says, However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. So here's the first thing we have to identify, that God's word is wisdom. God's word is God's wisdom. And his wisdom puts to shame the wisdom of the world. Just when you thought you knew it all, just when you thought you had the smarts, just when you thought you met the smartest person and they knew everything, God will show up and he'll make their wisdom look like nothing. That's how wise God is. That's how awesome his wisdom is. And so Paul says here, when we speak, when we're ministering, we speak wisdom, but not wisdom that you're thinking, not the wisdom of this world, wisdom of God. Look at verse Seven. Look at verse seven. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages of glory. So what's this say? God's wisdom is hidden from man. God's wisdom cannot be understood just by trying to comprehend it. God's, window, God's wisdom is hidden. Now, this word hidden doesn't mean that God is trying to hide something from you. 
in essence, what God is saying is, I want you to come and find it. You know, when things are hard to find, they gain value. That's why they're hidden. See, that's why most people take things of value and they hide them. They put it somewhere so it can't easily be found, which means if you want to find it, you have to search for it. And the length of your search and the intensity of your search determines the value that you hold for it. Anyone ever lost something and then just gave up trying to find it? If you really valued it, you'd never give up finding it. You'd never give up trying to look for it. You would never give up the search because it's that much value to you. It holds that much value to your life. This happened to me once. I had a watch that was a very nice watch, and I love watches. And I lost it. And I thought I loved this. I mean, this is my favorite watch. But one day I just quit looking for it. One day, apparently it wasn't that valuable to me. And then one day it did pop up. And wow, hey, there's that watch I was looking for. But I wasn't really looking for it. You say that. I've been looking for this all this time. No, I wasn't. I probably looked for maybe two days. And then after that, I forgot about it. And then it popped back up. Why? Because the search determines the value. How long you keep searching for something determines how much you value it. And so God's word is a mystery, not so that he doesn't want you to find it, but because he wants you to find it, but he doesn't want it to just be that obtainable, that easy to grab a hold of. Why? Because he wants it to be of value to you. Even Jesus said, he says, don't cast your pearl before swine. What's that mean? Don't give valuable truths to people that are just going to trample on it and don't care to hear. Because the word should be valuable to people. And so he says here that the wisdom that we're speaking, it's hidden. It's a mystery. Look at verse, uh, verse 8. Which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They wouldn't have killed Jesus if they knew how valuable he was. But it was hidden. It was hidden. You're not the Messiah, but was he the Messiah? You're not the king, but was he the king? You're not the son of God, but was he the son of God? But it was hidden from there, hidden from them because they wouldn't value it. They didn't take the time to search for it. But yet there were multitudes of people that would take time to search for it. There were 12 men specifically that took the time to search for it. And they left everything they knew. They left their jobs. They left their families. They left their wives. They left their homes. They left their careers. They left everything they knew to follow this man because they said, something's hidden, but I want to find out what's in there. And I'm going to pay the price. And they did. They found out. Look at what verse 9 says. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Eye has not seen, and ear has not heard. Let me give you a translation. You can't figure it out on your own. (laughs) 
Your eyes can't figure it out. Your ears can't figure it out. You can't process it and learn it. So let me show you two things. There's two ways that we come to learn something or know something. There's two ways that we gather information. Two ways. One is by observation. By seeing it or hearing it. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard. That's the natural way. The way that we figure things out is we either see it with our eyes or we hear it with our ears. One, observation. Or two, intellectually, by reason, by learning it, by studying it enough, and then we learn and we come to understand something. But here's the problem. Both of those ways are natural. Both of those ways are natural. That's why he says, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. The things that God has, you will not find by seeing it. You will not learn by hearing it. You will not understand by studying it. Let's keep going. How do we then learn the things that God has? Verse 10, but God has revealed them to us. How? Through his spirit. Through his spirit. Let me tell you how God makes things known to you. He doesn't show it to your eyes. He doesn't give it to you in your ears. And he doesn't give it to you by studying it and learning it. God works by one way. Revelation. God reveals stuff to you. God reveals stuff. God is a revealer. God is a revealer of truth. God is a revealer of his word. And his word is only comprehended. His word is only understood by his spirit speaking to your spirit by revelation. That's why you can't read it enough. You can't hear it enough. And you can't study it enough. And learn it. It has to be revealed to you. How? By his spirit. But God has revealed them to us. Through his spirit. Through his spirit. The spirit of God. Has been given to you. So you can know the things of God. The spirit of God has been given to you so you can know the things of God. This is the role of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so I have my Bible. But the problem is, is I can't figure this out on my own. I can't read it enough or study it enough or hear it enough. I have to have the help of the Holy Spirit, the guide and leader of truth, the revealer of truth by my side, revealing the words that I'm reading and hearing and studying. And the Bible tells us to hear. The Bible says, how will they be saved if they, if they don't hear? The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. 
The Bible tells us to study the word. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needs not, needs not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. The Bible tells us to see, look at, observe. He told Joshua in Joshua 1 verse 8. Observe to do all that I've commanded you to do. And then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. But the problem is, is put that verse back up there, verse 10. The problem is, is that God reveals things through his spirit. So unless we properly train ourselves to be led by the spirit, we won't properly understand his word. Let's keep going. Verse 10, for the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. Verse 11, for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man that is in him? What's that mean? That your spirit knows everything about you. Nobody knows everything about you except for your spirit. So watch this. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit knows everything about God. The Holy Spirit knows what God thinks about you. The Holy Spirit knows what God is planning for you. The Holy Spirit knows what God wants to do in and through your life. The Holy Spirit knows everything about God. Knows everything there is to know. Because only the spirit of a man knows the things of the man. So the Holy Spirit is the only one that knows everything about God. And now the Holy Spirit's job is to lead you and to guide you into all of that truth. The Holy Spirit's job is to reveal the will of God to you. We have received the Spirit of God so that we can know the things of God. Let's keep going. Verse 12. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Isn't it a terrible thing that God has freely given us stuff that we never knew about? Isn't it a terrible thing to, to find out that God has laid up stuff for you this whole time, but we never took the time to learn about it and figure it out, to get close to his spirit, train ourselves to hear his voice, train ourselves to uh, become close with the Holy Spirit so that he can reveal those things to us. We've been so busy listening to everything in the world, but we haven't been given the spirit of the world. So why are we listening to the spirit of the world? No, we should be listening to the spirit of God because the Holy Spirit is the one given to us to help us learn and figure out what God wants for us, what God's word says about us. Verse 13. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, 
comparing spiritual things with spiritual. These things we also speak not in words that man's wisdom teaches. This is the exciting part. When you speak the word of God, the Holy Spirit begins teaching you. See, you've been embarrassed and you've withheld from speaking the word to some people. And you know a verse, you know what to tell them. The Holy Spirit brings stuff up, but I don't want to seem like one of those super spiritual church people. But what you fail to realize is the second that you open your mouth and begin to speak God's word, you get out of the picture and the Holy Spirit shows up and he begins teaching. You just haven't been given an outlet for the Holy Spirit to teach. When we speak, he says, we're not speaking in man's wisdom, but the Holy Spirit teaches comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Here's the thing. When the Holy Spirit speaks, he's not speaking to your mind. He's not speaking to your ears. He's not speaking to your intellect. I love to tell this to our Kingdom Institute students. I remember our first year doing Kingdom Institute, we had a gentleman that signed up. He was probably, I don't know, what would you say David Mackey's in? In his 60s? 50s? 59. So when he started, it been about three years ago. He'd been 56 years old. Didn't even finish high school. Didn't even graduate. Didn't even have a diploma. And he was all concerned, man, I just... You know, I just don't know about this, man, just being in a classroom setting and having to take notes. and You know, uh, the, I don't even think he could legibly write or even read. Very awesome guy. Great at a lot of things. But I don't think he finished past the ninth or tenth grade it was. And he was concerned. And I looked at him and I said, you are relying on on the wrong thing. I'm not teaching you math. I'm not teaching you English. I'm not trying to get you to understand grammar. I'm not teaching you how to read a book. This isn't history. We're not going to cover the Civil War. I'm teaching you the Word of God. And the Bible says, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit doesn't speak to our minds. So your natural mental capacity means nothing to me. You have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, and he's going to reveal truth. And I said, in fact, you may even have a leg up on some of these younger bucks that are just got out of high school or just finished college and want to add on to some teaching because they're going to rely on their natural ability to comprehend what's being spoken and get the right notes down and get in a right good outline form so they can go back and study it later. But you're just simply going to rely on the Holy Spirit that's living inside of you. And man, that jacked him up. He was excited. And he finished. And is right now doing fourth year. Graduated, walked the stage last year. And has gone through now, is in the middle of his fourth year for ministerial training. Amen. Because he's got a call of God on his life. It's not limited to his natural mental capacity to be able to comprehend or understand something. It's based upon his ability to rely on the Holy Spirit and train himself to hear the Holy Spirit so that when the Holy Spirit reveals the word to him, he can hear and obey. Amen. That's exciting. Push past the limitations. 
Verse 14. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Your natural man doesn't even, can't even contain it, can't even understand it, can't even grab a hold of it. There are theologians and there are uh, 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 doctors and people with degrees that study this book just like any other book. And you know what they get? Nothing. Nothing. Why? Because it's a, just another textbook. Just another history book. And they don't understand that you're now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. They don't understand that by his stripes you were healed. So when the things of life show up, they got nothing to fight back with because they've been studying it with their natural mind and never let the Holy Spirit do his job. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them. Why? Why can he not know them? Because they are spiritually discerned. Spiritually discerned. Keep going. Verse 15. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. You need to confess that over yourself. I have the mind of Christ. Before you open this book and study it, before you open this book and read it, I don't know how many of you are doing the, uh, the yearly Bible re reading plan with us. You need to get in that. You need to do that. You need to take time. But before you look at even the verse that is showing up on the paper, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Say, Holy Spirit, before I get in this book, I need your assistance. I am relying on you to reveal the scriptures to me. The passages that I'm about to read, the words that I'm about to read, you wrote them for me and to me. Open my eyes, open my heart, open my ears so that I comprehend and understand in my spirit what you're saying to me. You need to do that every time. Don't ever casually just go into reading this book. Don't ever casually just open it up and start reading it. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you every single time because you can't do it on your own. You weren't designed to do it on your own. God didn't make you to be able to understand this without the Holy Spirit's help. Period. We have to rely on the Holy Spirit. Go over to John. You know, Jesus got stuck in a couple times where he would say stuff and people would make this face at him. It happened a lot. What? You're going to tear the temple down and rebuild it in three days? What? Make you sound like a crazy person. Really? You're, you're going to die? I don't understand. He's going to die, and then he's going to rise again? What? What? The things that you've done, I'm going to do, and even great? What? Yeah. Jesus probably got sick and tired. Of, you know what? Jesus was only doing ministry for three, three and a half years, and I think that's the face that said, you know what? It's time to go. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've said what I can say. I've revealed as much as 
Three and a half years, this is all these people can take of heaven, man. I got to get up out of here. I got to get the Holy Spirit in the earth so he can begin to reveal this stuff. Because, man, I'm tired of saying stuff and these guys look at me like I'm crazy. Hallelujah. That's what happened. And so in John chapter 16, verse 12, Jesus says this. He's talking to his disciples. He's talking to the guys that spent the most time with him. If anybody should be able to understand what Jesus is saying, these are the guys. And he says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. That's the worst statement. Like, don't even tell me. Wait, I was going to, no, I'm not going to tell you. Tell me what? You think you're ready. You think you want to know, right? It's one of those it's one of those instances where someone acts like, "Hey, I was going to No, nah, don't worry about it." No, what what were you going to say? I, I want to hear. No, nah, you know, it, you, you can't hear. You're not ready. That's the worst, man. Why even just keep that verse out of there. Don't tell the disciples, "I got many more things to say, but you can't bear them right now." You can't handle it. You can't handle the truth. Now look at verse 13. However, now there's a word we like. But When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. I still have many things to share with you, but you can't handle it. You can't bear it right now. You won't take it. But when I leave, and the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to guide you into all truth. All this stuff that I haven't been able to share with you, he's going to reveal it. And you know, if you go over to Luke chapter uh, 24, I think it is, right before Jesus ascends, he sees, he goes to his disciples, and it says that he opens up their understanding so they were able to comprehend everything that he had been saying. The disciples all of a sudden go, Ah, that's what he meant when he said I was going to tear the... That's what he meant when he said he was going to be killed and be given up to the Romans, but they, but, and he was going to be crucified, but he was going to... Oh, that's what he meant when he said that he needed to go because the Holy Spirit... Oh, I get it now. The disciples just all, all together, all 11 of them, just looking at each other and goes, that was it? Why couldn't I get that? Why? That's so easy. Why couldn't I understand that? But what happened? Well, over in John, we find out that Jesus breathed on them and said, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit did his job. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? The Holy Spirit did what he was supposed to do. Isn't that amazing? That the Holy Spirit gave them truth, led them into all truth, was their guide. However, when the Holy Spirit, when the Spirit of truth has come, he will guide you in all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, he will speak. See, God is into communication. God values communication. 
so much that he said, I'm going to give you my spirit so he can communicate with you. And we've been listening to these other voices the whole time. We've been letting sickness blab in our ear. And God's been trying to say, by my stripes, by my son's stripes, you're healed. We've been letting poverty and lack scream in our ear. And the Holy Spirit has been trying to communicate. You have, my, my God's provided everything for you. I, I, I've given you all my riches in glory. Condemnation has been trying to talk in your ear. You're never going to be good enough. You remember what you used to do. You remember that lifestyle. But the Holy Spirit's been trying to say, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If you are in Christ, you're a new creation. All things have passed away. But see, we've been listening to all the wrong voices. We haven't been shutting out the voices so we can hear his voice. Man, God wants to communicate with us. God wants to talk with us. And here's the exciting thing. The Holy Spirit does not speak on his own authority. You know what he speaks? This right here. This right here. I love it when people tell me, man, I, I'm being led. Because if you're being led, we ought to be able to confirm it with his word. Right here. See, that's the identifier. That's the qual. See, we, sometimes as Christians, we just want to throw these terms out. I, I'm just not being led that way. Well, then you're not being led by the word. You're not being led by the Holy Spirit. You're being led by a spirit, but not the Holy Spirit. Well, you know, the, the, the Holy Spirit just hasn't led me to, to hook up with the church. Oh, sure he has. But you've been listening to a different spirit because the Holy Spirit is going to agree with what God's Word says because he's only here to confirm it, and he's only here to speak in alignment with it and agree with it. So I don't know what spirit you've been listening to, but the Holy Spirit has been saying, get hooked up with the local church. We had someone just the other day uh, in our, was just in our parking lot. And Caleb, was, yeah, it was you. Caleb walked out. And she's like, man, I, I could feel the Holy Spirit. Well, I know you could because this is a Holy Spirit filled church. And you can sense when the Holy Spirit is here. And so Caleb was like, man, where do you go to church? You know, sometimes God just leads people to pray for churches. No, not. Thank you for praying, but you need to hook up. You need a local body church. You need a pastor. You need a shepherd. You are a sheep without a shepherd. The Holy Spirit will lead you to find a local body church and hook up. So I don't know what spirit that you were listening to, but the Holy Spirit is only going to speak in alignment with it. See, I, th there's no doubt. Was that the Holy Spirit? Well, go to the Word. Does it line up with this or does it not? It's really simple. 
I just want to be led by the Spirit of God. And I want to be in His Word so that when He leads, I know when He's leading. I know when He's calling. Because I can confirm it with His Word. Amen? God is good. God wants to communicate. God is a great communicator, too. God is a great communicator. Your husband, he may not be a great communicator. (laughs) Your wife, she may not be that great of a communicator. But God is a great communicator. And he wants us to know his truth. He's not hiding stuff. Things aren't a mystery because he's, see if you can figure it out now. See if you can do a piece of the puzzle. Just find out what's missing. He's not trying to trick you. He's hit it and he's saying, come on, a little bit deeper, a little bit further. You're close. You're right there. You're right on the verge. I'm, I'm, oh, you're so, you're almost ready. You're so ready. You just one more step and you'll be where I need you to be so I can reveal this to you. He wants you to know his word. He wants you to hear his spirit. It's not a tricky thing. He wants you. He sent his spirit for you so we can know, so we can be equipped for life. Father, I thank you tonight. Oh, you're a great communicator, God. You want us to know your word. You want us to understand and comprehend your word. You don't want us in the dark. We're no good to you if we don't understand your word. And Father, I thank you. You sent your Holy Spirit to us to reveal truth, to guide us into all truth, to lead us into all truth. Just say that right now to your voice, uh, to yourself, in your own voice. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking to me. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading me. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for guiding me. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for showing me your truth. Father, we thank you tonight for your word. We thank you that if we follow your word, we'll be in your will. We'll do everything you've called us to do. And I thank you that your Holy Spirit has come alongside us to reveal that word to us. No longer will we casually, nonchalantly read your word. But we will read it knowing that your Holy Spirit can reveal it to us, make it known to us. We thank you for the leading and the guiding of your spirit. I thank you that you're leading and guiding every individual here. We're growing deeper in our walk with you because we're training ourselves to shut out the voices and hear your spirit's voice. We thank you for this tonight. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen.